here with Dr. Giuseppe Panza di Buomo on the occasion of the opening of an exhibition that features 39 works by 16 artists that the Hirshhorn recently acquired from Dr. Panza. Dr. Panza is internationally renowned for amassing a collection of more than 2,500 examples of American and European contemporary art since the 1950s. Dr. Panza, thank you for joining us. Let's begin with questions about how you started collecting contemporary art. In 1956, you acquired your first contemporary artwork, yes. an extraordinary painting by Franz Klein titled Buttress. Would you please share how you first became interested in contemporary art, and in particular, what interested you about this painting by Franz Klein? Well, uh, it's a complex uh, story because uh, <coughs> I don't became uh, uh, interested in art uh, only in this uh, period. I, when I was a boy, I started to, to study uh, art in general because uh, it was something very interesting to me. And in this way, I uh, read the books, I was uh, going to to museum, and uh, I was interested in all kinds of art. But uh, when uh, I began to think, uh, to start a collection, uh, we had to do a choice, uh, to buy a Titian or Michelangelo <laughs> was, was impossible. And, uh, uh, but uh, I learned uh, reading the book that uh, so several important artists of uh, modern time uh, at the beginning was not understood and was possible for the more uh, informed um, collector to buy them at the right time when it was possible uh, to buy. Mm -hmm. And this way uh, I began uh, to think, but uh, even with a few money, because I was a young collector, uh, 32 years old, uh, it was possible perhaps uh, to do something fine. In this way, uh, I began uh, to study contemporary art, which uh, uh, it, it just uh, to, to go around uh, to look at the galleries, uh, to see uh, which uh, was the best artist uh, working in Milan, because uh, I was living in Milan. But after, I realized that uh, the situation in Milan was too small, it was necessary uh, to know other things and I went, went to Paris, and, uh, but uh, the year before I made a longer travel in the States. I was, I was very impressed by the, the quality of this space. I was very impressed by New York, which, uh, which a city which is vertical, which uh, have this uh, strength, this will, to, to reach something impossible, and this uh, land so big, uh, this horizon so wide, uh, without people, but uh, with the nature so present, uh, so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the painting by Franz Klein gave me this uh, idea of the strength of, of the life in New York, and of this uh, country which was a thing to the future and not only to the present. <coughs> and for this reason, <coughs> I was uh, very interested to, uh, to American art because uh, I had the feeling that America was uh, starting a new kind of culture, which uh, 
and the relationship to the European culture, but uh, the, the social situation was so different, it was uh, giving the possibility to do something really new. Great, thank you. Um, your collection is celebrated not only for its breadth, the number of artists who are in the, in the collection, but also its depth. In fact, your collection is distinguished by the way that it focuses on a certain period, um, the period that you consider to be most important in, its, in an artist's career. Would you talk a little bit about your collecting philosophy and what are the most important things to you? What do you take into account when you're considering purchasing a work of art by an artist? Well, uh, what uh, is important uh, to, um, to collect is to have uh, an idea, to have uh, a direction to know what are the goals of, this, of a given period of art, which is the meaning of this period. And if these people is related to the reality of today, because art is not something which is born by itself, it's something which has a strong relationship to the social life, to, to the reality of a given time, and uh, to, to pay attention uh, to this uh, complex situation is uh, very important. To, in some way, we have uh, to realize which kind of philosophy is moving a given time in a given direction. And uh, to pay attention if these artists, which are working in a different way, could have a special meaning, which could have a common interest, a common goal, mm -hmm. even if they are very different. Then to make this process of an understanding which are the goal and the direction of this art is very important because in this way we, we look to the movement, to the ideas which are more new, which was now never tried to be expressed in the, in the past. And because a given period of time is important, this is giving something new experience to the experience to the past. And this is um, the way to, under, to understand uh, new art, uh, to, to be able to which are the relationship to the reality, uh, with, uh, in, to understand why and uh, if we are different for, from the experience of the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. When you first started collecting contemporary art, um, how did you envision the collection growing? Did you ever imagine that it would come to comprise more than 2,000 works of art and really offer a sweeping view of the history of late 20th century artistic practices? Could you imagine it becoming this large when you first started? No. I, when uh, I began to collect, uh, I was by artists uh, which was not uh, uh, recognized, right. which was uh, almost, uh, well, was uh, yeah, few people like, right. and, but uh, this was uh, the challenge uh, to, uh, to find uh, new artists and uh, to be uh, among the first which uh, understand them. Uh, but this uh, was uh, 
uh, a personal experience because uh, uh, when uh, um, many people saw my collection at the beginning, they uh, said that I was crazy, I was buying something which, uh, without value, which is no, the Rothko and the Russian was no art, it was something yeah. strange, no art. But uh, I had my idea, I was sure that this artist was really good because I have them in front of my eyes and I was looking every day to this work and I was uh, sure that this work was something good, something beautiful. Because I was just always looking to the beautiful, to the beauty. And this artist don't had a weak, weak point. Everything was a feeling, a field of life and of and ideas. Right. Well, you've actually answered what, one of the next questions I was going to ask, which was to think about. You originally started collecting abstract expressionist and pop art, but then you shifted gears and you began to collect minimalism, light and space, yeah. environmental art, which comprised the, the works that the, the Hirschhorn actually acquired from your collection. Um, can you talk about some of the connections? You, you spoke briefly about that just now, but speak a little bit more about the, the connections between someone like Mark Rothko and Robert Rauschenberg, and who are very who are painters or creating collage, and someone like Joseph Kasuth, who is a conceptual artist interested in language or and isn't very interested in actually fabricating the works himself. It's a very different conceptual underpinning and a very different process. And, and could you just talk a little bit about how you made that shift and, and how you see these artists working together? Aside from the fact that they were they had very important ideas in your view. Yes. Well, when I began to collect. In Europe there was an informal art and I collected tapies and early work by Fautry because it was two people which had a strong relationship to, the, to this movement. And, but because I was two artists which was related uh, to the experience of the war and, uh, uh, and the problem of uh, Europe after the end of the Second World War, which uh, was a destruction of all, all the value which uh, make Europe so important in the world mm -hmm. uh, since the Renaissance, since the 15th century. Uh, but uh, this ideal uh, seemed destroyed by the Second World War. Uh, this artist was just trying was to, to, to understand this problem, to find a new, new value which was not dependent by something which made them so, so contradictory. And after uh, I, I had the opportunity to, to see uh, some, uh, some reproduction of work by Franz Klein and uh, they impressed me very much because uh, in this uh, uh, black and white painting with, uh, made with a few strokes I saw the life of New York, the energy coming out of, of this land. And for this reason, I began to collect Franz Klein. After I, met, I saw work by Rothko, 
I was very impressed because uh, if uh, Klein was expressing the need, the wish to reach something impossible in, uh, in Rothko, there was this inner, uh, inner expression of itself, this art which was looking to what happened in our, in our life, in our mind. And this was very important for me, yeah, because uh, I was uh, always interested in, uh, in uh, philosophy which uh, deal with the problem of expression. And this, uh, uh, this kind of art was just close to this research of the human mind. And, um, and after uh, Rauschenberg seemed uh, uh, something completely contradictory right. <laughs> to, uh, uh, to Rothko. But uh, for me it was not right because uh, it was uh, a, a kind of, of art which was related uh, to the reality, but uh, to a reality which was just uh, not, uh, not real because it was a full contradiction. Uh, reality which uh, uh, was looking for something uh, more stable uh, in, in the mid of uh, something which was uh, always uh, not clear the goal and also the kind of experience uh, I believe was very beautiful, very important to know uh, and um, after came the pop art, the pop art too <laughs> was a completely contradiction uh, to uh, abstract expressionism to, to Rauschenberg because uh, was a popular art it was using the cartoon of a newspaper uh, this kind of art which uh, went over Im images uh, publicity images which is not all not at all art it was just uh, made only to impress the people, to, to impress a buyer, or to entertainment for people which was annoying, uh, seated in, 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 in a chair. And, um, but uh, this, uh, this art was important for me because uh, I realized what uh, Liechtenstein, Rosenquist, Oldenburg, was don't add in mind the images of the popular images, but was able to tell something different from what is popular. The way Liechtenstein was <coughs> making the composition, the way, the way this artist was exploring the relationship between the shape and color and uh, also the content, uh, the meaning, became something strange, something uh, not real, something suspended in, an, uh, in, in a poetic uh, images which was uh, in sky but not in reality. Right. And this uh, power to, uh, of this artist uh, to change uh, the, the reality, the everyday reality in something uh, which stay above everything was extremely beautiful. And so what drew you then to conceptual art and light and space art and minimalism, which was so different? I mean, what, what drew you to that kind, to the kinds well, of works that are in the Hirschhorn's collection? Well, uh, I was always interested uh, to philosophy, right. to, 
uh, abstract uh, problem. Which <laughs> these works definitely engage. Philosophy. And uh, uh, minimalism was for me was uh, the images of this uh, intellectual process uh, of thinking. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <coughs> and was uh, showing in this art uh, the great power of a human thinking. Uh, the human um, man, the man made a great thing in his history, change the nature, change the life. And this, but it happened because man was thinking. Right. This great power of, 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 of a mind is extremely important because it's the most <coughs> special gift nature is giving to humans. And uh, also uh, concept, conceptual <coughs> is uh, the development of this situation. And what about light and space art? Um, could you talk a little bit about the work of someone like Robert Irwin or Doug Wheeler and, and, yes. and what, how that attracted you? You talked about Franz Klein and how that reminded you of New York, but there's something about these light and space artists who were working in Los Angeles. Did that remind you of Southern California? Was it, was it related to that or was it something more philosophical and more general that attracted you to their work? Well, I was uh, very impressed by the first artist of this group of, of artists dealing with environment was Robert Irwin, mm -hmm. which I met in New York when he was making a show with a disc of this kind at the, in the gallery in New York. And I met also the artist. This kind of work was very beautiful for me. There was uh, this the vision of this uh, entity which is coming from, uh, from away, from, <laughs> from the empty space, mm -hmm. just um, approach, approaching uh, reality, approaching hurt. And uh, see this uh, uh, some, something which uh, don't belong to the earth but belong to the sky, it was very impressing. And uh, because uh, my, of my interest with this art, they met the artist, they met uh, Robert Irwin. Uh, Robert Irwin was a very interesting man mm -hmm. because he uh, uh, has a deep knowledge about philosophy. We made a long discussion about philosophical problem, and this was a special thing for me because uh, I, I met only two artists which was very interested in philosophy, Robert Irwin and Jan Wilson. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and we spoke about this uh, other artist which was living in Los Angeles, which was developing this uh, problem of knowledge, of perception. Uh -huh. Now we realize we are alive and uh, which was uh, the two uh, more essential uh, reality to be, to make, uh, to perceive our reality is just uh, to see an empty space, uh, we, um, completely empty, with uh, some only very few light. And this uh, relationship to an empty space with almost uh, with nothing, so only some light, 
uh, was just exploring the beginning of the reality because uh, we, we live in a space and uh, light gives uh, us the possibility to understand something uh, and uh, is also a, a relationship to your mind when we think to your mind uh, we, uh, we go inside something which is, is extremely simple but extremely strong um. for this reason I made uh, uh, Turel, I met uh, Doug Wiener, I met Maria Norman, I recall all uh, very good artists uh, which uh, I collected uh, but uh, which was uh, difficult to show because uh, they need a space. <laughs> right, and, and for that reason um, you were one of the few collectors who were willing to collect works of art at the very moment that they were being created and in fact you garnered a <coughs> reputation for acquiring works that museums could not or would not acquire because of their size, because of the complications of installing them, yes. for storage reasons. And now, however, um, many of the works, or most of the works in your collection, actually are considered to be very important examples of um, these artists' most important creative periods. Um, were you aware that this, that you were going to collect works that were going to have such historical importance? And, and in the face of all these people who might have been criticizing you or laughing and saying that you were crazy, whether it be Rothko or Irwin or Wheeler, what, what made you move forward and, and just continue to inquire these works? And, and then to, it equally as interesting, show them in your home. Well, uh, what, uh, uh, when I like uh, deeply something which uh, I see, I uh, wanted to have because it became part of my life mm -hmm. and uh, I never think if it is uh, something which will be easy to show or difficult to show I just uh, wanted to have what I believe is important to have and uh, I am always some, um, some idea, some hope but uh, some days some museum uh, will be interested in showing you this art and after uh, 40, almost 40 years when uh, I began to collect uh, something fine is happening. Thank you. Um, and interestingly you displayed the bulk of your collection in your home when you could um, which is this beautiful villa in Varese, Italy. Um, not only did you live among your collection and all of these amazing works of art, but you also commissioned a number of site-specific projects for the villa, including a neon light installation by Dan Flavin, two beautiful portals by Robert Irwin, a James Terrell sky piece, and an exceptionally elegant and subtle installation by Maria Nordman. Could you talk about what it was like to live among these works, especially as you and your wife had a family and children growing up, and what inspired you to invite these artists into your home to create these long-term I had the uh, good luck to have uh, a large house in Varese, with, uh, which we have also a lot of empty space. And uh, this space, uh, which uh, don't have uh, any more use, uh, was uh, very good for showing this kind of art which uh, demands space. <coughs> in this way, uh, when I saw uh, for the first time in 73 uh, Turel in Los Angeles, the first idea was uh, to give uh, him the, the possibility to, to make three installations in three uh, larger rooms uh, uh, to do 
uh, to live in and do what they would like. Uh, the same thing was made uh, for uh, uh, Robert Irwin, another uh, room to Marianne Harman, uh, several rooms to Dan Flavin. Mm -hmm. uh, in this way, uh, uh, I made uh, something which I like very much. Um, looking back um, over your collection, are there any artists whose work you did not collect that now you wish you really had acquired? Oh yes, well, uh, I made uh, many mistakes in my life. Well, it seems like you didn't not make many, many mistakes. Some. <laughs> uh, the first was uh, not uh, to collect uh, Yves Klein, uh, the, the artist making the blue. Right. Um, this uh, is uh, something which uh, is uh, disturbing me very much, <laughs> because uh, I was an artist making a kind of art which was very close to my ideas. Uh, but uh, in this moment, it was uh, 1966, uh, I was not yet uh, ready to understand this uh, art which was uh, so radical. Only a few years later, I understand uh, the importance uh, of this kind of this art. It was 58, not 1966. Uh, for this reason, uh, I lost uh, this uh, possibility, but uh, I lost also the possibility to have uh, a large uh, collection of wall, because uh, when I was buying Liechtenstein, Rosenquist, Oldenburg, I was in this studio in '62, mm -hmm. and there was uh, many paintings uh, uh, available which cost only $600 each, <laughs> because it was, was the price I was paying for the latest and the last increase. And, uh, and this, uh, but uh, this, uh, in this period, uh, Wall was not yet making his best work. Right, it was, it was uh, still a work which had <coughs> some relationship uh, to, um, to, uh, to Liechtenstein, mm -hmm. and uh, for this reason I was not uh, enough impressed. But however, uh, only one year later it was possible to buy for a very low price a beautiful work. Anybody else besides Warhol and Klein? Uh, well, uh, I lost the opportunity uh, to buy uh, Barney Newman. Uh -huh. and, uh, uh, when I was uh, in 1960 to see his studio, he told me when I was leaving his studio, his studio, but uh, he would be happy to sell the best work for six thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, in this moment, uh, I was buying uh, several rotko, which cost just uh, six thousand dollars each. But uh, for me, in 1958. Uh, to find um, money, $6,000 was not easy. Right. <laughs> it was difficult because the value was uh, different from today. The buying power of dollar was uh, completely very different. Hmm. In the last 20 years, you've worked with a number of museums to place the works from your collection um, so that the public can see them regularly. You've worked with the Los Angeles Museum of Contemporary Art, where your collection formed the beginning of, of that museum's permanent collection, also the Guggenheim, um, and now the Hirshhorn. Um, what do you look for in a museum when you consider placing your works there, and um, what drew you in particular to working with the Hirshhorn? Well, uh, to work uh, 
I had a good experience for, with uh, mostly American museum because uh, uh, the collection was uh, uh, seen with interest by several museums and to work with Irkshorn uh, is just uh, one of them. Uh, 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 to have uh, this possibility uh, to show art, uh, my collection in museum uh, is my goal. Uh, I don't buy it for myself because uh, um, I have so many work <laughs> but it <laughs> was impossible to show in his home. Uh, I have to find a home just in museum and also for me it's a great pleasure uh, to see the work which uh, I like so much, which I collected many years ago, installed in museum available to public because uh, what uh, I like uh, very much uh, to listen uh, when I speak to people which have seen uh, the work of a collection and uh, they liked. This uh, for me is uh, the most uh, beautiful uh, uh, winning prize. <laughs> well, thank you. We at the Hirschhorn appreciate your sharing your collection with us and um, I hope that um, you have a good experience here. I'd like to encourage our um, website visitors to come to see the show of your works and um, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me.